Faith Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost for the week of November 6th, 2022, or... All Saints Sunday for the week of November 6, 2022, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig in this week's podcast, and I'm excited because we have a few different things that have all kind of coincided. I've kind of been compiling some of the responses a little bit with the special episode, and again, I would recommend if you haven't checked out that special 250th episode, it's been really fun to kind of hear some of the encouragement and different things that people have said with that and it's encouraging to me it helps me be able to keep going especially during those difficult weeks so believe me there are definitely weeks where things are difficult and as I kind of talked about a little bit in the podcast there's ways and things that I have to keep going and a lot of times it's you on the other end who really help inspire me to keep going so I really appreciate people taking that time out to respond I really appreciate people sticking around for a very long podcast there but I also really enjoy hearing different responses and when we talk about self-reflection and how we're going to make that happen the discussion on how At times, we have taken different things in which we've learned and talked about, maybe when we were kids in school, especially if we are an older generation, talking about how there were predictions on when we run out of petroleum, and yet then we figured out ways to become more efficient, but yet we still haven't figured out our ways to ease off of that, figuring out ways to become more carbon neutral, and yet then these problems are weighing on us. I think that's part of that self-reflection process. I think there's a lot of other ways, especially when we're looking at being part of this planet as a guest. I think that's another thing that we have to weigh and consider. And I will say with the text that we have this week, it would have been very easy for me to go back and do an environmental one. But I think I found an interesting way of looking at these texts in a different way. And I think it kind of helps us continue to think like a scientist, continue to process like a scientist, which means some of this reflection stuff, which is really difficult, but it also helps us to move forward. And that's a difficult concept at times for all of us to get stuck where we know what we know and we don't necessarily want to move forward and that can be hard. So let's just jump right into it. I'm going to start with the All Saints text because there's only four readings and then we'll jump over to the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost and there's even more readings. So let's buckle up. The first reading for All Saints Sunday is from Daniel chapter 7 verses 1 to 3 and 15 to 18. And this is kind of a linchpin within the text and I'll attach a video down below coming from the Bible Project. I really enjoy their stuff. It's a great little summaration of the whole books at a time. But in Daniel, one of the things that we're kind of digging into a little bit here is that Daniel has this vision and it's talking about these different beasts and where it gets to when we're jumping to verse 15 is how these beasts are being interpreted as different kings from around the world and yet no matter what happens, how God is going to trump over all of them and will reign on his throne in the kingdom of God forever and ever. So this idea of how God is this everlasting thing, kingdoms come and go, but God does not. The psalm that goes with that is Psalm 149, all nine verses of it. This is then singing praise and recognition of all these different things of what God has done. And then in doing that, let's make sure that we are dancing and celebrating and realizing what God is doing and giving praise to that, that God has continued to 
bring us through difficult times, continue to show us and lead us in the directions on where God is steering us. The second reading or New Testament text this week then for All Saints Sunday is from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 11 to 23. This then is then understanding how we are inheriting this faith and that what does that fully encompass and mean for us? This is something that's all encompassing to us. It's something that it's part of who we are and then making sure that we're giving praise to God for that, recognizing that that spirit with is deep within us is being shared out and that in doing that, the authority of what God has done will continue to move. And it's this piece that's recognizing how the spirit of God being shed upon us and flowing through us is such a powerful thing. And the recognition of how this then helps make us who we are in Christ. And that's what's so amazing about the whole thing. The gospel text this week for all saints is out of Luke chapter 6, verses 20 to 31. This is Luke's Beatitudes. And I'm going to read this because this is a hard text at times for us to fully process, and I feel like we need to hear it. Then he looked at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, revile you, defame you on the count of Son of Man. Rejoice in the day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich now, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But what I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If one strikes you on the cheek offer the other and from anyone who takes away your coat do not withhold even your shirt give to anyone who begs of you and if anyone takes away your goods do not ask for them do to others as you would have them do to you when i'm reading through these beatitudes and we'll get into it a little bit but it's this difficulty of recognizing the poor, the hungry, those who hate you, revile you. And it's so easy for us to be put into that camp, but yet then also being cautious of when we are comfortable or in these places of what we perceive as being safer, that this isn't necessarily where God wants us to be. The text for the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, the alternative Old Testament text is from Haggai chapter 1 verse 15b to chapter 2 verse 9. 
This text is from the small prophet of Haggai. The people have returned back to Jerusalem after being overthrown by the Babylonians and the Persians now have taken over and let them return back home. And after Haggai previously in chapter 1 has already chewed out the people for spending too much time on working on their homes and not working on the temple, the people are inspired. They start working on the temple. And now Haggai is feeling the frustrations of the people and recognizing that the frustration that they're feeling is that they're not able to return the temple to the former glory of what the temple was. And this is a reminder from Haggai that God is preparing something so much better than what we can understand. And so whatever we do here on earth is a fraction of what God is doing and preparing his kingdom to look like. And so this idea of we can try, God will continue to work with us to be able to do this. So let's not get hung up on it, not being perfect at this moment. God's going to continue to transform it, to make it into this beautiful thing that fits into the tapestry of God. There are two different psalms that go with that text, so it gives you an option. So option number one is Psalm 145, verses 1 to 5 and 17 to 21. This then is recognizing how we should be giving praise to God every day. And the recognition of how amazing this is, how this transcends who we are, that we should be working on it daily, that this is something that's not passive, this is an active thing that we are doing, and that in that we are then recognizing all the different things that God is doing for us. The alternative psalm to that is Psalm 98, all nine verses of it, and Again, this is another praise song. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. It's this recognition of all these beautiful, lovely things that God has done to show his steadfast love and encouragement. How God, we sing praises to God in the recognition of us understanding more and more what God has done for us. The other Old Testament text you can choose from is from Job, chapter 19, verses 23 to 27a. This is a part of scripture where Job has gotten more and more frustrated as more and more has come upon Job. And we get these, I think, final three verses here are so important. For I know my Redeemer lives, and that at last he will stand upon the earth And after my skin has been thus destroyed, then in my flesh I see God, whom I see on my side, and my eyes shall behold and not another. This idea of as Job has been going through all these crazy, hard, difficult things, the vision of where Job is trying to go is not departed from where God is trying to steer him. The psalm that goes with that is Psalm 17, the first nine verses of it. And it's again, now we're crying to God in vindication and that as we are seeing the hardships of life and as we are going through all these difficult things, how God has continued to be with us. My steps have held fast to your past. My feet have not slipped coming from verse five and that how we call upon the Lord and yet the steadfast love of the Lord, it can still be still be seen in guiding this person through the difficult times, just like God is guiding us through those difficult times. The second reading is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5 and 13 to 17. This is 
coming in the middle of the second writing that Paul is putting to the people in Thessalonica and how there's been some people who are calling and saying that in Paul's name that they're seeing that the end is near and that this is encouragement that God will make it very evident when this is happening, but yet in this, that this is not something to just be getting scared about. This is something that should be encouraging and that we are working toward the salvation of God and that, yes, we know that coming from different sections of scripture, we don't know exactly when that is, but it's that hope of God coming and being and living amongst us and that this is a way to be able to help us to know that God loves us enough to come back for us and is not leaving us behind, but that God has welcomed us into the family and is calling us to then be able to share that. The gospel texts then for this 22nd Sunday after Pentecost come from Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. Some of the Sadducees here, so some people within the law, come up and are asking Jesus and they bring in some Old Testament law that you have this woman, she has no children, who is married and dies. And she keeps getting married and dies to all these brothers because in that Old Testament law, it states that if a man marries a woman and the man dies before they have children, that his brother should marry this woman. And so in doing all this, they go through all seven brothers, have no children. And so then they're asking when they go in the glory, who is this woman actually married to? And this is where Jesus then kind of twists this all around and is stating that in the resurrection, there is no marriage We are all together. And so it's this idea of how what we understand here on earth isn't necessarily exactly what it's like in heaven and us getting our heads around that idea. And so thus, now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all of them are alive. This idea of how, coming from verse 38, this idea how God looks for the living and is not trying to categorize us, but is trying to welcome us into God's family. So, before we jump into how faith and science come together this week, we have to do shameless plugs full. Working Preacher, if you have a gentle working preacher, I'd highly recommend it between the Sermon Breakaways podcast or commentaries or discussions. Since I'm the ordained minister, I look to them on a weekly basis to help give me some direction, along with having their commentaries, their awesome podcasts, and a lot of other discussions. I would highly recommend, if you haven't checked out workingpreacher.org, to check that out. I'd also highly recommend checking out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt's Divinity Library. Not only do they lay out the text that I use on a week-to-week basis to be able to go through these texts for you, but they also have hymns, prayers, art which can be extremely helpful to be able to look and think about these texts in a creative way. So, if you haven't checked out the Revised Common Lecture coming from Vanderbilt to the Divinity Library, I'd highly recommend that also. There's a lot of text there. There's a lot of ground to cover. And especially tying in the different themes that we have, I think there's something we need to lay down here. I think first, the understanding of why do we celebrate All Saints Day. And the argument that I would have is the understanding of All Saints is not only partially for us here of the living to have this healing for those who have passed on, the celebration of those who have been welcomed into the family, but this recognition of how we are building upon the faith that has been laid in front of us. 
built upon the faith of people who have come before us, who helped us lay those foundations, but that we need to keep being able to move forward and building upon the work that they have done. And thus, we get into this conversation that comes after this 22nd week in Pentecost of our understanding of how the world works and what works here and God's eternal kingdom is different. We see that in the Haggai text. We see that in Job, even when he's frustrated, banking on that. We have Paul calling to the people that God is building something better. Don't get swept away with the idea that the end is near, that just keep moving forward. You'll know. But we even see these in these texts of all saints, of how God triumphs over everything that goes on here on this planet from the Daniel text to Ephesians on how the Holy Spirit has been given to us to be wisdom and to be able to help us know where God is steering us. And even the Beatitudes that this frustration of the blessed are the poor for yours is the kingdom of God, but woe to you who are rich. So this idea of keeping things in balance and what does this all mean? And I think the best way of thinking about this from a scientific perspective is part of the scientific process. This idea that we are building upon the work of other people. We are building upon the ideas of other people. And we've talked about this before, that when you're doing a scientific paper, part of your references, which is in the last part of your paper, it's referencing all the people's work that you are using, that you are building upon that you are using that as a foundation piece to help you run your experiment. And in doing that, that was part of what you helped base your experiment on. Now, is it going to bring something into contention that maybe you're figuring something out that we're moving in a new direction or we need to keep looking at this? Or, yes, I'm reaffirming this and putting this brick on top of it or maybe laying it alongside or we're going to keep looking at this brick further. This is the idea of faith. And especially when we have, coming from the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, this discussion on what does married life look like in heaven and the idea that it's different than what we perceive here on earth, I think the easiest understanding of that is think about the last 150 years and how different we live now than what our great great grandparents look like. People 150 years ago didn't have electricity. People 150 years ago didn't have running water. They didn't have indoor plumbing. They obviously didn't have the internet. They didn't have nearly the transportation network that we do now. They did still have a transportation network run a lot by steam, but horses were still a major part of that. This idea of how we have moved in a totally new direction. The world is totally different, but yet it's still the same place. It's still the same rock for the most part. We've talked a little bit about how land is being created and destroyed currently all the time, but the idea that it's still generally very similar, climate-wise with an asterisk, but just land-wise, it's very similar. And here we are 150 years later, and the world looks much different than it did then. So this idea of thinking about what 
heaven looks like and Jesus responding with an answer that it's much different. Think about the technological advances that are even in your house from the last 50 years. I was doing some brainstorming for this and I was sitting in my living room and looking at the flat screen television that I distinctly remember as a child, how those were on the ground rear projected and how big those were and heavy those were. And now granted, now I have one that's really not that hard to move around a flat screen TV and how alluring flat screen was at one point. And now basically if you're going to the store, you are buying a flat screen television. I sat there and was looking at how I have smart switches in my house that I'm able to talk to different virtual assistants to be able to turn on and off the lights for me. And yet we think about the previous generation before that it was the clapper, (laughs) clap on, clap off. And even before that, how that was crazy to think about that you would have something like that unless you had like a butler or a maid or a parent who would be willing to do that for you or someone else willing to do that for you. The transformation of where we have come in our world is crazy. And that's where I think we have to remember in all of this that these are blessings and do not get consumed with these blessings, but making sure that we also are recognizing that we are around other people, making sure that we are trying to work together with others around us to make sure that we are in a body together, that we're not getting so consumed with the self that we are remembering the body of Christ who helped us get to these points. Because I personally, in my living room, don't know how to create a television. I bought it in part of an economic model that should be benefiting multiple other people who helped work on that. And that my work should be benefiting other people's work. It's the whole idea of how, why you publish scientific papers to have others build upon your work, to share the knowledge, share the wealth, making sure that we're not hoarding it all together. And what Luke is talking about here in chapter six with the All Saints text is making sure that our eyes are open enough to see that. Making sure that we are being observant to making sure that we are sharing. That we aren't getting purely consumed with the self and that we are okay with sharing knowledge and sharing what we are learning and growing together. It's one of the beautiful parts of science in and of itself is that we are working together to build something more beautiful than what we had before. The idea that we are learning and growing as a community, that we are building something greater than ourselves, that we are moving in a positive direction. Even in a world where things are hard at times, where we are questioning more and more, are we moving on to the better? These are texts of hope to remind us of that. These are texts to help us grasp and understand that God does want us to do better, that God is working with us to do better, not for us necessarily purely individually, but as the people of God working together for the whole humanity. And it gets back to the idea of like what we've talked about over the last few weeks of this reflection and being able to see that we're a part of this. And so when I'm talking about community, I'm not even purely talking about just the human community. We have to realize that There are non-human community that is around us and how are we making sure that they are part of this? 
How are we building upon the knowledge that they can explode to us and that we can then help them along the way also? It forces us to be observant. It forces us to take heart and realize that there are going to be some things that are very quick and some things that are take a very long time, like rebuilding the temple. And as we think about the saints who have been welcomed into the family of God over the last year, and we also recognize the ones that have gone to their eternal resting place to be with God. We recognize that in both cases, one being a beginning and walking the beginning part of that faith, but also the second part of it of they have left a legacy behind for it to be built upon. The Beatitudes and what God is talking about here in Luke 20 is a lot about the legacy of God and the legacy of what we're leaving behind. Can we build upon these ideas? Can we move in a direction where God is calling us to be? That's what's hard. That's what's difficult. But that's what's also so rewarding. Realizing that God is calling us to being part of something so much greater than ourselves. Calling us to share what we are learning in science to be able to have scientific fields grow. The world has moved in the direction that it has based on us sharing ideas to be able to have the world grow. As the world is in certain ways more connected than it ever has been, that we understand more of, at least at a very surface level, of what is going on around the world, it forces us to then be able to reflect on how have we even gotten to that point and the amazing work that people have done to be able to have these different things and be us being able to then see beyond the differences us being able to see each of us as both sinner and saint at the same time. Us also being able to recognize the world in which we most likely will leave is much different than the world that we came into. And that's partially why we are called into the time and place that we are in. So the question I have for you this week is what legacy are you leaving behind? What legacy are you leaving behind? As we are getting into these final weeks of Luke, I think it is a question that we do need to ask. What is that legacy? And what does that mean to us? And how do we look at how things have changed and realize and be comfortable with the changes that are coming? Because they will come and they will continue to come. The world isn't going to go back to the way that it was pre-pandemic. It's not. Just like the the people of Israel weren't able to recreate the temple the exact way that it was before. Just like we can't bring back, no matter how much we want to at different points, bring back people who have gone on before. But we are also continuing to build upon what legacies they've left behind. And we have to consider within ourselves what legacies we are leaving behind also. Because in doing that, then we are both living out our calling as saint and also realizing the call that we are given to continue to move forward into being the people of God that God has called us into. Just like science doesn't stop, our faith shouldn't stop either. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science. <laughs>